I think we're live. Are we live? Can anyone confirm if we are live? Can anyone hear us? We are just screaming into the ether. Hello, are we live? We're live. We have confirmation. Hey there, I'm Graham, and you're listening to the Sales Nerds Live podcast. I am Kelly. I oversee content marketing here at Codapath, and I am here with Codapaths. Uh, in-demand compensation expert and consult uh, and in-house resident sales nerd. And most importantly, or equally as importantly, he is the host of our original live series that begins tomorrow, Sales Nerds Live with Graham Collins. Hi, Graham. Hello. Hello. Hi, Kelly. It's great How to be here. How are you? I'm great. I'm good. I'm good. We, we got a little bit of a, a false start here, but we're... Uh... We're at it here now. We're live. We're, we're doing it. It's been a roller coaster. It has. What an enjoyable one. Yeah. Um, so before tomorrow's episode with your friend, Lily, the head of sales for Gradient Works, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Um, we would love to get to know you, our host and resident sales nerd, um, our chief of staff at Quota Pass. So to get started, Graham, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? How did you get into sales? Yeah, for sure. So um, I currently live in and grew up in Maine, um, which uh, sometimes when I tell people that they're like, I've never met anybody from Maine. It's a pretty common, uh, yeah, pretty common reaction. And so then, then oftentimes people will be like, oh, do you know, you know, so-and-so from Maine? And there's like a decent chance I do because, you know, there aren't that many people around my age from Maine. And so like, if I don't know them, I know somebody who knows them. And so so it's one of those like, yes, I do. Like I shouldn't, but I do, of course. But I do. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I grew up in Maine. I um, went to school in the Boston area um, and then lived in Austin, Texas for about eight years. And then in 2020, in the uh, in the height of the pandemic, as if we're out of the height of the pandemic, uh, I relocated back to Maine, moved back home to uh, to Maine. And now that you've been out of Austin, um, let's see what current temps are. Don't you don't you just miss it? Oh man, the hundred and plus hundred plus degrees. Yeah, ten seventeen. Oh yeah, feels like ninety one degrees. This episode is sponsored by Weather Underground. <laughs> I uh, I yeah, I'll take my sixty four degrees in Maine right now. That's that's it's more my speed. So that uh, sounds lovely. <laughs> um, all right, so. Career in sales, when yeah. and where did it get started? Yeah, so I started in sales when I was about 16 years old. I started selling shoes at a local family-owned shoe store um, mm. called Lamy Wellahan. Uh, <clears throat> Lamy Wellahan. They're in, uh, they still have a few locations around Maine. They've been around for over a hundred years. Um, but I started there um, and that was my first commission job. And I've been on a commission plan ever since then that's been Do you remember some of the styles or brands that were like hot ticket items for you as a seller like what what got you some top tier commission so yeah so it we specialized in like old people's shoes kids mm -hmm. shoes running shoes somewhat but like and then in the winter we did uggs and in the summer we did crocs like it was that th those were those were mostly what we did we didn't really do like cool <laughs> shoes for uh you know for for the yeah, youth like, crocs are making a comeback i don't know crocs are making a comeback they absolutely are making a comeback but um i 
I used to sell a lot of old people's shoes. And so SAS was this brand and it actually stands for San Antonio shoes. And I've driven past oh. the SAS factory. Yeah. Um, they're like 150 bucks a pair. Oh. And usually you just have like little old ladies who have bought the same style of SAS in the same size for 20 years. And they just come in and get two or three pairs. And I earned about 10% commission off of everything. And, and we can touch on the on that, because that's a little bit confusing and, and kind of leads us into the, the, the nerd conversation. But um, I earned about 10% commission. And so, you know, they're coming in and buying two pairs that 300 bucks total. I just made 30 bucks off of a pretty, they know their size. There was a, uh, a nun who used to come in uh, and she would just have a list of you know, 15 or 20 pairs of SAS shoes, the exact okay. size, the exact color, because she just like brought, bought them for the entire, um, nunnery what are they what a abbey coven <laughs> i don't know uh they bought she would buy them them all and so she'd come in and buy like 20 pairs of sas shoes and she always worked with the same woman and so she'd know when she came in and that woman just would make like oh a thousand fifteen hundred yeah. bucks off of one in one fell swoop just uh I, icp right there <laughs> yeah exactly you're absolutely right um okay so quota path launched in 2018 Obviously, it was not in existence yet when you were 16, racking up 30 bucks on some SOS, SAS? SAS. San Antonio shoes. San Antonio shoes. Sorry. Um, So how are you how are you tracking commissions? How are you, you know, getting early onsets of like gaming the commission system a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So the the commission structure was interesting. It was whatever you sold one month. Uh, like for the number of items per transaction or items per sale. Um, we called it something. It wasn't IPS, but I can't remember exactly what it was called. But anyway, whatever the, the your items per sale was one month, that affected your commission rate for the following month. So if you had a, a pretty good items per sale in, you know, maybe you had three items per sale in, in May, in June, you would make a higher commission rate. So I... And, and you would make a different commission rate on women's shoes, kids' shoes, men's shoes, socks, accessories. Like there was a whole bunch of different things that that you would make a different commission rate on. And so every month they would publish a list of all of the sales employees, sales associates, and their commission rates for each different item. And that would just be out and back. Um, and my number was 695. So I would look 695 and I would see all of my... But after a certain period of time, it really didn't, you know, is 11% versus 10.5% or 9.5%. Like, I just kind of quit caring about that. I knew to get approximately two to three items per sale if I could, mm-hmm. and my commission rate would be good. Um, There's a but, lesson in there somewhere. Yeah, there is. There is <laughs> uh, a few lessons in there. I mean, and that's that's really all about driving behavior, and that's what compensation plans are all about. And so they were trying to, and the idea is, well, if you ask every single employee or every single customer, do they want an extra, you know, they want a pair of socks with that. Do they need you know, the, with the Crocs, those gibbets, the little like jewels Ew, that you put on. That's a gross word. Yeah. Hot take. It, it's a gross word. <laughs> gibbets, yeah. Not, not a big fan. Um, fascinating story though, that the, it was a, a husband and wife couple who created gibbets and like in their, in their kitchen and created them for like six months. And then Crocs came in and bought them for $10 million and now Crocs owns it. And it's like for six months worth of work of like glue, hot gluing jewels to, to Crocs. 
I feel like maybe we're doing it wrong. And by it, I just mean life. Are we doing life wrong? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm going to start hot gluing things together and see if somebody will buy it for $10 million. (laughs) Um, So a a little off track there. Sorry. Uh, So I I would just really just run a report uh, Mm -hmm. either at the end of the day, the end of the week, or even midday a lot of the times. See, okay, how much have I sold today? I know I make about 10%. So, you know, I've sold $1,000 today. I make about $100. And if yeah. for a high school kid in 2006, I was making like $20 to $25 an hour, which is pretty wild. <laughs> like yeah. they, I, I just ended up using it on gas and magic cards, I think. So. Oh boy. <laughs> today I learned, hey, we are who we are. All right, let's, um, let's fast forward a bit to TrendKite, which is where mm-hmm. you were prior to quota path, I believe. Correct. Um, so tell me about, um, your move to Austin, which I realize you did not move to Austin initially for Trenkite, but tell me how you got involved with Trenkite and your growth into us from individual contributor to a sales leader. Yeah, for sure. So I, um, prior to Trenkite, I worked at a few companies. I worked at one company called my media info as an account executive that was acquired by Thomson Reuters. So Thomson Reuters for a period of time, then my division of Thomson Reuters was acquired by NASDAQ, doing individual contributing and, and, and entirely selling within the public relations space. So I was selling to PR people, communications people, some investor relations, but mostly just public relations. Um, and that's the same industry that trend cuts in. So I, I knew that I wanted to move into a management role uh, or a leadership role. Um, it's not for everybody, but it is definitely for me. And so I, I tell people that I got tricked into a job interview at Trendkite. I, uh, I thought that I was meeting a guy. I, I got a text from a friend that said, hey, this guy, Max, is um, new to Austin. He's looking to make some friends. He works in kind of a similar industry. And I said, oh, okay, great. You know, I'll meet up with Max. That, that, that's fine. And so I meet up with Max and we're having a couple of beers. And I get about halfway through my second beer and I go, wait, shit, this is a job interview. I get it now. It's a job interview. And so, yeah. And so uh met with AJ Bruno, who is uh was the founder and president of, of Trendkite. Uh, yeah, you've you've heard of him. He's the, the founder and CEO of, of Quotapath as well. So I've worked with AJ for just about eight years now um, at, at two different companies. So joined Trendkite. Um, and AJ gives me a hard time about this, but I joined Trendkite with the title of sales manager, even though I was the second sales hire and the 10th employee. Um, there was nobody for me to manage, but um, I, I he, he gives me a hard time because I negotiated that. And I said, look, I want confirmation that you're actually going to do this. Now I know AJ now, and I know the way that that he works. I knew that now know that his his word is good on those things, but I didn't at the time. And so I made him uh, agree to that and give me the the sales manager title. Um, And so I was an individual contributor for about nine months before we built out a team large enough for me to, me and, and a gentleman named Justin Papermaster, who was the employee directly before me, we broke the team, the sales team in two. He took half of it. I took half of it. And I did a, a player coach role for about a year and a half uh, as, as leading a sales team, but also closing my own deals. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you begin to, how did you inject the sales nerd of you into your leadership approach? Yeah, for sure. I, so I've always been very data driven and very nerdy about these things and gaming comp plans. I'm not the the best seller on the floor typically. You know, I'm, I'm above average, of course, but I've I've never been the best seller on the floor. Um, 
but I tend to make a lot of money because on, on my sales because I know how to how to game the comp plan. Now that's that's not a negative thing. Oftentimes, comp plans should be designed to be gamed. Um, but I was a uh, so I, I data driven when coaching people. It was oftentimes a lot of like figuring out where within their funnel there was drop off and figuring out what types of organizations they sell well to um, and figuring out like how much activity they needed to do in order to hit their target. That's that's a big thing that I've I've been a big fan of is like sales math, where you go in and you say, okay, you want to close $100,000. How many deals is that? And what's your average contract value? How many deals is that? What's the What's your demo to, to close rate? Okay, that's how many deal, demos you need and, and working backwards, um, even to the point where when I ran a, a sales development team, which was what I did at Trendkite as well, I would break it down to how much, how many dollars in commission reps would make for every cold call they made. I would mm -hmm. say like, you get a dollar, like on average, you get a dollar and 50 cents in commission every cold call you make because... Yeah, you make a thousand cold calls, you set this many meetings, you get paid this much, whatever, you could break it down. And, and that tends to be pretty motivating for some people. Yeah. What was the what was the outcome of showing them that math? So some people, their eyes just glazed over. Uh, and that's fine. You know, that that they're not motivated by that math. But I I remember very specifically a gentleman named Matt Murphy, who is now an SDR leader in his own right. He and I sat down and worked through that, and he was blown away. And he was like, wow. So you're saying for every cold call I make, I make, you know, a dollar 50 or whatever. And so he was saving up for something at the time. I can't remember what it was, but we then set a goal. We said, look, okay, so if you do this, if you make 50 dials a day, and he was probably making 30 dials a day, if you make 50 dials a day, look how much more money you're going to make. And that will get you that much closer to that goal. And so he did. He right. picked it up, he got promoted, and now he's a, an SDR leader. Awesome. Himself. Yeah. That's a great story. Um What's something recently uh, at Codapath that you've just like nerded out over, whether oh. it was like a really tough comp plan or something that you're like, I will fix the unfixable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, there, there was one comp plan recently that I worked with uh, Josh on our customer success team on. Shout out to Josh. Woo! <laughs> yeah, shout out Josh. Josh is incredible. Um, and but we were struggling and struggling and struggling to figure out what this comp plan meant. Like what? Because that's oftentimes the issue. Like we can handle all of your comp plans. It's just trying to figure out what the hell you mean. Like what is the what does the the text of this plan mean? Or in this case, it was an Excel spreadsheet, and we just could not figure it out. And we spent. He had apparently gone to like three or four other people to try to figure it out. And finally, I just sat down for like 45 minutes. And after 45 minutes, I finally cracked it. And I I tend to get goosebumps pretty regularly, but not <laughs> usually work-related. And I got such crazy goosebumps all over my body. And I held my arm up to the camera. And, and Josh was like, oh, my God, you did. Like, and so we, uh, that was a, a, a really satisfying feeling when you like, when you solve a puzzle, I mean, that's really all, all it is for me is, is puzzle solving. I love yeah. solving puzzles. That's me and my daily wordle every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I also am really uh, enjoying like imagining the setting of you, like going to town on this comp plan, like sweatband on favorite motivational song on. And it's just like yeah. the lighting changes and you are just in your moment. In your zone. Yeah. We're playing eye of the tiger and I'm like, yes. 
Like, oh, I gotta do this Excel. Like, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. No, it's in actuality. I am, you know, I, I said that I spent a lot of money growing up on magic cards. The truth of the matter is I still spend a lot of money on magic cards. And so <laughs> I, I have the, the true nerd component as well as just the sales nerd. So authenticity. yeah. So I'm surrounded by my magic cards sitting here and just staring like poor Josh was on a video with me where we're on a zoom and I'm just staring blankly for 45 minutes trying to solve this thing. And then I get up and start clapping at myself. (laughs) Perfect. Um, The ultimate sales nerd. So uh, what moving into tomorrow's first episode with Lily, uh, do you want to like share a little bit about how you know her and also what people can expect moving forward from the series and, and what's your sales pitch to tune in? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I told you I wasn't. I think that was like 16 questions, but no, no worries. No worries. So Lily, Lily uh, was one of the first SDRs who worked on my team when I was at Trendkite uh, as an SDR. And and I I have frequently referred to Lily as like Graham 2.0. She is in that she's an improved version of me. She's like, all of my traits are like pretty good. Hers are like excellent. So she's, she's brilliant. She's incredibly good at motivating people, incredibly good at uh, like incredibly passionate, compassionate and, and passionate about what she does and, and the people that do it as well. Um, because that can be a hard balance. If you're super data driven, sometimes you can see people as numbers and and Lily doesn't. So I'm really excited to chat with her. Um, she's now She's gone gone on to lead a couple of different sales teams. She loves the early stage startup like me. So she's she's figuring things out and she's kind of a, a, a jack of all trades, or I guess a Jill of all trades. Um, so really, uh, really excited to get to chat with Lily. Um, and then hopefully the rest of the conversations are like that throughout the course of the series. We are talking with people who are really passionate about what they do, whether it's rev ops or sales leaders or even individual contributors, people who are really passionate about what they do. Um, they don't have to be nerds. I suppose I'm the I'm the sales nerd component of this. They can be if they so desire, but um, it, it should be some pretty interesting conversations, pretty quick lunch sized uh, conversations. Yeah, well, great. Those are all the questions I had for you. So thank you so much for your time and stand by for more episodes every month. Thanks so much, yeah. Graham. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Sales Nerds Live is brought to you by your friends at Quotapath. Quotapath removes the manual lift out of sales commissions by automating the compensation process. We calculate and track your team's commissions, prepare them for payouts, and even give your reps the ability to forecast attainment and future earnings. We're the only solution loved by reps, leadership, and finance. Come nerd out with us on Sales Nerds Live.